Thanks for tuning in to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. All right, everybody, what's going on? We are here for another episode of Safe Talk. You got Billy Floyd on the mic. You got Jenny Hunter also on the mic. We're bringing you all the stuff you need to know. Hey, Jenny, how are you? <laughs> I'm great, Billy. It's so good to hear from you again. It's so good to be here with everyone again. And I just, I can't wait to start talking about our subject again. <laughs> Lots of again. Well, we're here. We're ready to get after it. We're excited for another episode of Safe Talk. We are currently talking about understanding the causes of suicide. Now, this is a huge, huge topic to discuss. I, I really believe that's the case because when it comes to understanding the causes here, you know, when someone is going through some kind of situation that could, you know, lead to think about suicide, it's good to know, like, what stemmed this? Where did this come from? How can we go back to figure out why is this person going through this? So I, I really think this is a key topic. And last week on our first episode, really diving into understanding the causes of suicide, uh, Jenny, we talked about certain disorders and mental health conditions. And a few of them that we talked about uh, are borderline personality disorder. We talked about depression. And lastly, bipolar disorder. So we hit three of them. Uh, there's definitely a lot more on this list that we really need to talk about. So do you want to go over some of the ones we talked about last episode, or do you want to hop right into the next one? I'll let you do your thing right here. Okay, Billy. Well, and you know what? Before I go over this, I want to encourage people to reach out to us. And um, I do know on Spotify in particular, they can reach out to us and message us and we can answer questions or have a conversation in that fashion. And let me give my email if anyone has any questions about this or any of our uh, podcasts. My email is jlh35 at hotmail.com, and I can be reached on about any social platform at JR's Hunt for Life. Um, and I just want to throw that out there because I want people to have the opportunity to discuss, ask questions, be safe, all of that kind of stuff. And I, uh, you know, since I'm doing this, Billy, how can people reach you? Of course, you can reach me at any time, always ready to go, always ready to lock in. You can email me at williampeariedfloyd214 at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all forms of social media with the hashtag at number one, Billy Floyd. Like I said, reach out, hit me up whenever, about whatever. We're here for you. We want to answer questions, be mm -hmm. in any way we can, and that's just what we do, right, Jenny? That's exactly right. 
And so without further ado, let me get into this today. Um, and so we're talking about the causes of suicide. And the reason we're doing that is because we want people to understand and see the warning signs of causes that could help you prevent a suicide or even help yourself with your issues. And so we wanted to go through a few of these that have, there have been studies on these and we, I'm trying to inform our listeners about what these studies have found out. And, you know, these are not all inclusive. These are just um, causes, like I said, that there have been studies done. And these are kind of some of the more prevalent causes. And they are not, we do not go through these in any type of order. It's just random. And we just want people to to um, know what's going on out there. Now, these causes um, usually are documented. Like, uh, as I've said in the past, there are as many causes for suicide behavior as there are human beings. So, see, these are just some of the ones that there have been studies on. And some, like I said, are the most prevalent ones that are out there. So we did talk about borderline personality disorder, which is BPD. And that is where a person is emotionally unstable and they have a personality disorder, which is characterized by long-term unstable interpersonal relationships. And they have a distorted sense of self and they also exhibit self-harm. Um, they have a deep emptiness and abandonment issues. Those are some of the things with BPD. Now, depression, I think most people understand and know about depression. There are um, uh, major depressive disorders, which they call MDD, and there are situational um, depressions. And situational depressions are one that some that, you know, maybe you're going through a breakup of a relationship and you have a little depression during or after that. That's a situational depression. A major depressive disorder is a prevalent mental disorder. And it is one that is with usually with you your entire life. Sometimes you inherit these things. Um, moving on to bipolar disorder. Um, bipolar disorder can also be genetic, as in I discussed last time with our the men and my husband's family on on his side um, have had bipolar disorder. It has flowed through the men, um, and there is no doubt that has been in every single man on their side so far. Uh, some have overcome it as far as um, recognizing it and seeing their general practitioner or someone else that can help help with that. Um, and that's not usually a situational mental health disorder. It's something that is genetic and passed down. Um, and so people with this bipolar disorder, it was studied that they're 10 to 30 times more likely to die by suicide than those in the general population. To me, that's astounding, absolutely astounding. It tells me that this is a very, very dangerous disorder, this bipolar disorder. Now they have it in different um, 
different, what do I want to say, series, like there's bipolar 1 and bipolar 2, and they all have different uh, levels of um, mental illness attached to them and acting out. That is one to be very, very, very cautious about. If you know of anyone that has it or if you think you may have it, it's time to pay attention to that. To that person, uh, encourage them to get help, you get help, whatever the case may be. So now moving on to the next one, which we have not talked about, is post-traumatic stress disorder, or it's called PTSD. Now, PTSD uh, is a fairly new diagnosis. It was, um, the diagnosis was actually created because of military personnel, people coming over um, from being overseas and in uh, conflicts and where there's a lot of bloodshed and uh, serious war-like behavior. These people were coming back with all of these symptoms and no one knew how to categorize them or what's going on or what to do. So they kind of created a PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So it began with military personnel. Um, but it has evolved now that they people are being diagnosed with PTSD uh, on stateside where they haven't been in a conflict. They're not even in the military, but they have had traumatic, tragic things happen in their life, and they've had losses, and they've had all kinds of things happen to them, and they are being diagnosed with PTSD. Um for instance, I know uh, of one person um, that uh, found her son um, after he had completed suicide. She had found him, and her father was with her, and they both developed PTSD and are subsequently still being treated for that. Um, and anyone can see where finding your own child and finding someone that has ended their own life could lead to a traumatic disorder. I certainly understand that. Um, I I have no problem uh, believing that. Um, but on to the PS, PTSD, there is a study and research that suggested that PTSD is associated with an elevated chance of suicide. Now, we do know that based upon military personnel that um, come back stateside or are even overseas, and they take their life by suicide because of the conflicts they're in and the things they've seen. And that is so, so, so sad that the pe very people that are fighting for our freedom are are having a very hard time um, working through that. Um, I know several people that have PTSD that either have been in the military in conflicts overseas or have not been in the military and they've had traumatic things happen to them, tragic things happen here uh, stateside. And PTSD is a very uh, tough tough, um, I'm going to call it a stress 
disorder uh, because it's called post-traumatic stress disorder. So that means it's after the fact. It's after a traumatic event is when you develop this disorder. And prior to that, you did not have that. You didn't have a propensity towards it. But after this traumatic thing that happens in your life, you develop this stress disorder. And it's very, very, very real. It's very disconcerting. It is very, very deadly. Um, I don't, Do you know anyone, Billy, with PTSD? Have you ever um, encountered anyone like this? No, I can honestly say that I don't know anyone. Um, I mean, I've heard stories of certain friends having family members um, or other people that have had PTSD. And I know that it's very triggering and it's very, very hard for certain people because, I mean, I don't even know if they can control what goes on in their brain when they're thinking back to, you know, the dark past that they saw, the crazy experiences that they've been through. So I definitely feel for people. And again, like, that's why safe talk is such a key phrase, right? We talk about safe talk, talk about what happened. And, you know, anybody who knows someone that has PTSD, like, this is the time to really step up because, you can stop, you know, the suicide or the even worse mental health problems going forward if you know someone who has PTSD, whether it's a family member, a close friend, like this is the time to talk, safe talk. So step up and even if they're not even experiencing any, you know, signs of suicide, you know, this might be a great time to just go up to that person and be like, hey, you know, I know you suffer from PTSD and what you went through back then and and just know that like whenever it gets dark, whenever it gets rough, you're not alone. And I'm here to talk about those experiences with you. I'm here to keep you calm, cool and collected. If anything goes wrong, like I'm going to be there for you. And I'm mostly going to be here for you to talk to if anything ever triggers you in a wrong way, when you think about the past and what happened. So I think this is just a sign for anybody who knows someone with PTSD to speak up so they can start speaking up so we don't have to worry about future problems and definitely don't have to worry about suicide. So let's talk it out. Let's listen. Let's do what we do best. And we're going to continue doing what we do best after we take a quick commercial break so we can get that word in from our local sponsors. Everybody, we're now back from the break. It's Billy Floyd. It's Jenny Hunter. We are here live on Safe Talk. We're doing our thing. And like I said before the episode started, we're talking about understanding the causes of suicide. So before we got back from the break, we last touched on post traumatic stress disorder, otherwise known as PTSD. And then the last episode, 
We talked about bipolar disorder, depression, borderline personality disorder as well. So, Jenny, moving on from PTSD, we just had a nice conversation. You dropped a lot of wisdom on us. What is another type we can look out for, another cause of suicide? Okay, so so I know we're going to move on, but let me let me just throw in another few things about PTSD. Uh, in in case no one knows this, there is a treatment called EMDR. It was actually developed for veterans that have PTSD. It's an electromagnetic treatment um, for anyone that has PTSD. It's been very, very, very successful. I want to encourage everyone, if you know of anyone with PTSD, even yourself, please talk to them about EMDR. E, M is in Mary, D is in dog, R. Uh, most therapists do that now. It's a specialized training. And also there is talk therapy. It's not just therapy where you go talk to your therapist. <laughs> it's actually called talk therapy, like what we're doing now. So remember that for PTSD, there's EMDR. And I personally know people that this has been very successful with and talk therapy. Now, Moving on to the next one, we're going to talk about substance use disorders. Now, um, there was a 2020 case control study, which was awesome. It was a controlled study. It indicated an elevated likelihood of suicide in those with substance use disorders, and the chance for suicide increases if you use multiple substances. I can certainly understand that because anytime you put things into your body, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what's happening to your brain, to your body, and you mix those things up. And there's even a greater likelihood of something crashing and burning in your body. So substance use disorders um, are the use of illegal drugs or uh, the overuse of prescription drugs and alcohol. So let's say that you uh, are addicted to painkillers, which is a huge, huge deal, especially now. Uh, and you go to different doctors to, to get different painkillers, which many people do. I mean, there's ways to get these prescriptions and get them legally, so to speak, because they are prescribed drugs and you misuse them, um, or you misuse someone else's prescriptions. Um, and the use of, or maybe you mix them with illegal drugs. So I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, I'm not in the drug scene. I don't understand a lot about the drug scene. I do know, um, that I, I know several people that over their lifetime have used illegal drugs. I know people that do use um, their prescription drugs in a fashion that they shouldn't, and it's overuse of those drugs. And so any time, according to this case study, that you use um, illegal drugs, or uh, you misuse your prescription drugs, you multiply your chances for suicide ideation. And 
you know, this goes with alcohol and drugs. Let's say you're drinking alcohol and you're smoking pot. You're drinking alcohol and you're doing some other drug that is illegal or it may be legal. You know, many people, when they have a prescription, the prescription will tell you on the bottle, do not drink alcohol while you're taking this prescription. I seriously don't know of anyone that complies with that. Um, It's sad to say. I just, I don't. Um, I do know, um, I I do know, I'm going to take that back. My husband is a CDL driver. So anytime he has to take a prescription, which he does not take prescriptions unless Oh, he had some knee surgery. He had to take a painkiller and, and an antibiotic. He knew he could not be drinking. It said right there on the, I mean, drinking, driving. <laughs> it said right there on the Bible, on the bottle, do not take this drug uh, and drink. Do not take this drug and drive. I mean, it, it gives you all those warnings and if you don't heed those warnings, you're just you're asking for it. You're putting yourself at risk, as well as the general public at risk. So, um, substance use disorders that that can encompass so much. I mean, uh, I don't. I mean, uh, what if you um, are out with some friends at dinner? Oh, you forgot to take your prescription. And I know that antidepressants and those other mood disorder prescriptions are not to be taken with alcohol either. But you're out to dinner, you're having a great time, you have a drink, and you take your evening pill. I, you know, the, the instructions are there for a reason. And we should all follow those instructions because we don't know what's going on in our body if we mix these things up in it. And not to mention that your chances for suicide increase if you take multiple substances or if you overuse one substance. I don't, I don't really have those issues. Uh, I've never, like I said, been a part of the drug scene. Um, and I don't know what I would do. I think if I saw someone drinking and popping pills or whatever, I, I think I would say something. I don't, I don't think it would be good for myself not to say something, not to encourage them to be safe and let them know that, um, you know, that's not a healthy thing to do. You don't, you don't know what you're doing. I, I just met a mother at one of our, um, in-person grief groups for suicide she lost her son i don't know maybe a year ago and he was not a a drug user however he had taken a drug and it was not a prescription to keep him awake while he was driving and then when he got home um, he took a different drug to help him go to sleep and he never woke up and that is just one uh, instance where substance use may, uh, this is like, I don't know if she knew that he used them in the past or whatever. She said he didn't. But this one time, and and he and he died from it. So it's a very serious thing. It's something to contemplate when you get a prescription and read your bottle. 
Don't share your prescriptions. Lock your children. Lock your prescriptions up. I teach that all the time when I'm teaching suicide prevention because kids are going to go for the for the pills. Um, and so lock them up. Do not think that your children will not get in your prescriptions or your pills because they have been known to do that. So that is just a few things that I have to say about this. Is there anything you have to say about substance use disorders, Billy? So I don't really know anybody that uh, it's kind of in the same ballpark for PTSD. Like I don't know anybody who has abused substances like to that extent. I mean, I know, I know people who have gone through something like this, but I'm not technically close with them. I kind of just heard about it through someone else. Um, and I, I never really was able to, to help them in any way. They're not really in my network. Um, I didn't really know how to reach out or thought it was my place. Um, but you do hear about it so much. And I've definitely heard there's been people from my high school, people that my friends know that, you know, went through overdose situations, which is obviously horrible. And that yes. might even be an attempt to, to take their life. And that's kind of yes. how they wanted to go out. Like they, they just, took so much hoping like okay this just knocks me out for good this is my attempt and it's pretty you know brutal to hear about like there's nothing more tragic and depressing than hearing about someone dying from an overdose just because they had to dull the pain of, of trying to live like it, it's a very dark situation but I definitely know people who when it comes to maybe drinking which is like you know still pretty severe but it's not like the hard drug type of substance abuse i do know that there's people who unfortunately try to hide the pain through alcohol i think alcohol is a very easy mm -hmm. substance to use and abuse and you know i'm not going to name any names but i mean i think we can all say this there's plenty of people that we all personally know who just drink to escape from reality. They drink because yeah. they don't love their life. They're not passionate. They're, they're not putting themselves first. So they're just like, well, if I just drink myself to sleep every weekend, hopefully not every night, at least every weekend, they, they think like, okay, maybe I can, you know, be better, wake up different, or just stay in this drunk state and hide. I don't know what the process is, honestly, but it's just unfortunate to see because if you just put down the drugs or the alcohol, whatever it might be, I mean, you know, you have your people and you could easily start making changes, but obviously it's hard to change your ways. It, it takes a lot of steps, little baby steps here and there, forward, forward, like discipline. It's very, very challenging. I really get it, but you know, the worst thing you can see is someone just abusing the heck out of something that shouldn't be abused. And, when you see that, you know when someone's going through it. There's people who drink and people who might, you know, do drugs, whatever it might be, some light drugs, and they're having fun with their life. They're enjoying themselves. That's how they celebrate. That's how they, they unwind. I, I get that. But when you see people who are just crushing that stuff, like really, really taking it down, and you know that, like, they're not a happy person and they're not, like, a fulfilled person, then you kind of have to open your eyes a little bit and be like, all right, like, 
you know, this is definitely not healthy. Uh, this stems from something pretty deep. Like you're not just drinking to get drunk and have fun. Like you're drinking something to not feel anything about what you're actually going through. So yeah, it's it's really tough. I know you can agree to that. Oh yeah. And let me interject something that you reminded me of Billy that uh, people will uh, self-medicate with these things, with alcohol and drugs. And uh, I know I've told this story before, but our own daughter self-medicated with alcohol and some drugs after she lost her brother, Jr. to suicide. And she self-medicated, I don't know, a couple of years. And we were absolutely afraid we were going to lose her too. Um, And she will admit it. She talks about it, so I'm not letting the cat out of the bag here. But um, she she self-medicated with alcohol mainly and 24-7. She was in such pain over this loss and guilt and whatever else was going on with her that she self-medicated. And uh, by the grace of God, um, she gave it up. And she has been clean now for more than four years from alcohol or drugs. And so she was, she is a success story at this point, but there are many that aren't and that continue to self-medicate with their pain and that increases their risk of suicide. And then also you mentioned an overdose. Well, I, I, right here on this podcast had interviewed a person um, uh, from a whole different state, clear across the country from where I live and she had um, some attempts at suicide and uh, she, her rationale for one of her attempts were that um, if she were to drug overdose, it would be easier on her family than an out and out suicide. And that, that was her mentality at the time, extremely disturbing. However, it, that was the way she felt about it because she did not want her family to be in um, worse pain uh, because they lost her to a suicide. So she talked about how, yes, she considered a drug overdose in place of just an outright suicide um, and that maybe that would be easier on her family. Those are her words. So, yes, thank you for uh, bringing those things up because those are valid, valid points. Um, Let's move. Can we do we have time to move on to one more? I think we kind of hit the end of this chapter, this episode. So um, we can definitely I mean, we have we have plenty more. And if we started one now, (laughs) it it might take a little too long. Don't want to We don't want to rush anything, of course. So, Jenny, before we wrap up. Any final words before we send people on their way? Any any final statements? Well, you know, I just want to encourage everyone. You know, this is called Safe Talk. This is what we're doing. This is what JR's Haunt for Life and Billy and Jenny are all about right now. And it's Safe Talk. So we, we, we're hoping this does not trigger anyone. It doesn't uh, put someone in a bad state. We want people to understand there are so many causes 
of suicide. We're just hitting the ones that there have been studies and there have been research on these particular ones. We've got, I don't know how many more, Billy, 10, 12, I don't really know how many more. But we're going to keep wading through these because some of them are ones you wouldn't even think about. You would never ever think that they may be a cause for to think about suicide. But um, like I said, um, there's as many causes as, as there are. And we are willing to talk about them. And how we talk about them is by talking safely about them right here and causing you to think safely about them so that everyone can be safe, everyone can keep people safe in their circles, and um, that's what I'm going to do until we talk again. I'm going to keep everybody safe, Billy. Awesome, Jenny. You do the greatest job of that. I can attest to that firsthand. It's truly remarkable. And like I always say, I'm just so grateful to be a part of this journey with you. Thank you so much, Jenny. And thank you to everybody at home tuning in, listening to Safe Talk. We're here for you. We're here for everyone. And we're here to change and save lives. All right, Jenny. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yeah, bye-bye. You've been listening to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter is the founder of JR's Hunt for Life, a suicide prevention nonprofit movement offering hope and support globally. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm a podcast host, a media broadcaster, and most importantly, a positive influencer. Sounds of Soul Music is courtesy of Fearless Motivation. Find out more about JR's Hunt for Life at jrshuntforlife.org.